and gentlemen, and welcome to December 31st, 2017 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. Yes, that's right, folks. Happy New Year, everybody. In just a few hours, the calendar page is going to flip from 2017 to 2018. Cannot wait to discuss with you what that means for everything in the Yeshiva League. Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nakam Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My handle is YLSWiseGuy. That's Y-L-S. W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. We are also on Instagram, at NSN Court Report. Hit me up on that. Let's let's follow, let's, uh, you know, let's friend, message, everything that needs to be done. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade. And as the calendar turns to 2018, they're getting started on everything. That will happen this coming March. Cannot wait to discuss that. Cannot wait to see what they bring out for us from Crown Trophy. Please give them a call. 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst. But most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes going all the way back to the very first season. You'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, disrespecting, or degrading players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Court Report. Like I said... It is New Year's Eve. I mean, if you're listening to this on Sunday night, in a couple of hours, it will be 2018. If you're listening to us on Tuesday night, it's already 2018. Get ready for what comes next. It is insane to note that we are about to flip to 2018. Like I said last week, when you flip the calendar, it seems closer. You know, it's like it's only a difference of a couple of days, but the playoffs, the, the end of the regular season seems so much closer once you turn, you know, to the to the second year of the Yeshiva League season. And it's it's just the feeling that you get, it's just in the back of your mind, it wells its way up, but you know how close it is. You you understand that there aren't many games in January. There are only a handful of games in February, and then the real season starts. I mean, I'm just looking at uh, my notes, each of my sheets for the next few weeks. I mean, if you take a look at how many games are remaining after this week, I'm looking at boys varsity basketball. After this week, 30, uh, there's 27 games. Looking at boys varsity hockey, um, if, you, <laughs> if you're not counting this week's games, boys varsity hockey only has 24 games. Like, this is... This is how close we are to the end of the regular season, folks. We are I can't I can't stress that I can't stress how close we really are to figuring out who's gonna get the buys, who's gonna be hosting in the first rounds, who is going to be fighting for the last few spots. These are some of the most exciting weeks in 
Yeshiva League sports. We have some we have some leagues that they know exactly who their playoff teams are going to be. We know, like, if you're looking in girls' uh, JV, girls' JV knows the three teams that are going to be in the West. Girls' uh, JV East now knows, well, they know which two are going to be there. The question is who the third team is going to be. Two teams fighting for that spot. Listen in when we get to that. We know that in um, Girls' Varsity B, we have one runaway team. We have one team that's right behind them, and then we have three teams, three teams all fighting for the last two spots, including the familiar name that you would probably be shocked to know if they miss the playoffs, that being uh, the defending, well, the several-time defending champions. Moving over to the boys' sports, uh, the Boys Varsity Hockey League is in is so intense. You had the Route 4 rivalry today between TABC and Frisch, which we'll get to. You had some really big matchups early on in the week, TABC facing MTA. That was that was one that shapes the playoffs. Um, over in the East, Rambam and DRS did battle. These are the games you get this time of the year. You're going to have half the DRS this week in, in uh, JV and Varsity Hockey, which is going to shape the top of each of those divisions immensely. We'll touch on each of those games when we get to the uh, to the hockey segment of the show. Um, but this is what we have, folks. We have impact games when there are very few left, and that's what makes this time of the year so exciting. I mean, just in, that's in terms of Yeshiva League sports. Obviously, for those of us that look at it on the grander scale, 2017 in its entirety, going all the way back to last uh, to the start of the last year, was a thrill ride. I mean, for myself, it was an immense thrill ride, starting out with everything that happened uh, for the court report, going all the way to doing the championship games to the personal the personal positives that have happened over the summer all the way down to this school year it is it's a shame to see 2017 go but noting what we're going to see in the early parts of 2018 forget about in a month from now forget about two weeks from now this very week this very week, we're going to have some really awesome battles. Tuesday night, there are obviously no games tomorrow night, Monday night, but Tuesday night, several games that are going to be huge determining factors. Um, if we look at Girls Varsity A, Hafter is going to be playing two games this week. They played one today in their massive uh, seven-game-in-two-week stretch. It is, it's just these, every night is going to have one of these storylines. And you really do not want to miss it. So uh, just pay attention to what's going on this week. Take notes. Get yourself in line for a phenomenal week. We know you are going to love it. This is what happens when the calendar year turns. I, I know you can hear the excitement in my voice. It's just it's so thrilling just to know that this is where we're at. This is where we're headed. And I'm looking forward very much to everything that leads up to championship days in the early parts and the middle parts of March. Again, can't wait for the championships. So much to happen in between. Let's first take a look at the last week of 2017.
Now, as a little added present for you, we are actually going to buck the trend a bit. And because it is New Year's, we are going to give you as many games as we can right up till uh, present time. Usually, we go Saturday, uh, we go Sunday to Saturday. Today, we're going to include as many results as we have for today. At this point, we have most of the games. There's still a couple of games, two or three games that we do not have. But we will give you results up to today, like I said, including today's Route 4 rivalry, JV, uh, sorry, varsity hockey game. The JV was last night, uh, the varsity hockey game between TABC and Fridge. So we're going to give you as up-to-date as we can possibly get. We're going to start out in basketball, starting out with varsity basketball. Uh, the top few teams in the league uh, push themselves out even further this week uh, with some pretty good weeks. Start out in the West, where that was the case with Frisch. Frisch becoming the first team in the Yeshiva League to break the 10-win mark. Double-digit wins for the Frisch Cougars. It did not come easy, though. First game on the week this past Wednesday. Frisch meeting up, this was 9-win Frisch at the time, meeting up with 2 win Frisch JEC. JEC giving Frisch all they could handle. Frisch walking away with a two-point victory, 38-36. to So Frisch extending themselves at that point to 10-0. JEC, although falling to 2-7, and obviously an extremely good showing, and that would carry over for both teams, essentially. JEC and Frisch both in action last night. JEC and Kushner doing battle. JEC, 76-65 to victory over Kushner. 30 points from Moshe Heller, 21 from Shalom Dershowitz. Results pushed both teams in to a tie at 3-7. and seven. JEC climbing the ladder of late, getting two very big wins over the last few weeks. Um, Frisch would also be in battle last night. Frisch in the Route 4 rivalry. Obviously, these, uh, these games with TABC always take on new meaning. Last year, amazing finish right down to the wire, a strip, a basket uh, that turned the tide of the game in TABC's favor. This year, though, Frisch with the dominating 65-50 to victory. Jack Stepner, 16 points. So Frisch, 2-0 on the week, jumping out to 11-0. The Frisch Cougars right now in complete control in the West. The uh, West standings, we'll get to that first, and then we'll get out to the East. Actually, you know what? Let's hold off on that because we have a cross game that uh, impacted that as well. We'll save that cross game for a little later. Just continuing our theme of the top teams really dominating the week. Mag and David and DRS both having some very big weeks. Mag and David starting out their week with a 44-38 win over Hank. Hank jumped out hot, though, holding the Warriors to 19 points in the first half, including uh, holding a 5-point lead at the break, 24-19. But in the second, the Warriors woke up outscoring the Hurricanes 9-4 in the third and 16-10 in the fourth to pull away for the win. Michael Natkin and Oren Batesh tied for the game high of 18 for Mag and David and Hank, respectively. The win would actually put Mag and David into first place at 9-0, then tying them with DRS. DRS would uh, jump back in, uh, would jump back over with two wins. DRS taking 61-49 win over YDE and a 79-65 win over that Hank team. So DRS would then jump back over Mag and David uh, with, the, with the being the first team in the East to jump to 10 wins. DRS finished their, their week at 10-2. and two. But Mag and David would put themselves back into the driver's seat last night facing Flatbush. Uh, you know, we talk about how some of these rivalries really 
really do intensify, even when teams aren't doing as well. You know, we talked about Frisch TABC, the Route 4 rivalry. The big Brooklyn rivalry between Flappish and Mag and David every year, no matter what the records of both teams, is always one that gets so contentious because it's the community. You know, the Sephardi community in Brooklyn is so tight-knit, so close, that these games are just fantastic. I've been able to be a part of them on the hockey end, and the basketball end is just as rough. Uh, so Flappers coming into this game, having already lost this week to Hafter, 75-41 uh, loss, Max Elfand with 25 in the win for Hafter, Shailaniato with 22, the win brought Hafter up to 500 at 6-6, six and six, their third straight, Flatbush at 4-6 and six coming in, Mag and David, as we said, already on the hot streak, 9-0, and oh, they clinch a playoff berth with that win over Hank, this one was a doozy. Mag and David, a 76-60 to 60 win over the Flatbush Falcons. Teddy Shama leading the way with 27. Sophomore Albert Nasiri getting himself into the varsity groove in a very tough game with 22. Eddie Linser posting the high score again for Flatbush with 18. So Mag and David still undefeated at 10-0, the third team in the league to push over that 10-win mark. Um, Flatbush dropping to four and seven, teetering on the brink of potentially not making the playoffs. Right now, only possibility of seven wins on the year. The way the the top looks in the East now, um, taking into account that Rambam had an opportunity to join the ten win mark this past week as well, could not get it done. We talked about that cross game. Rambam dropping a game to Waterbury, 60-57. to So Rambam now taking itself completely out of the top spot uh, conversation. Rambam at, at Rambam getting to, gotten to 10-2. and This could have been a much easier talk for them. But with three losses, especially with Mag and David at 10-0, DRS above them at 10-2, essentially holding the game in hand because DRS beat Rambam. Rambam can pretty much kiss any hope of the number one seed goodbye. Uh, we'll get to, we'll actually take a look in a second, but as I said, Flatbush uh, having a very rough go of it because uh, there are three teams uh, behind Mag and David, DRS, and Rambam all sitting with six wins. It is most likely they'll hit seven and even potentially eight uh, wins, or, I mean, otherwise, Flappish pretty much has to just run the table and hope for the best. Uh, one other game on the week that we did not mention, that was YDE taking a 66-32 to win over Shari Torah. Uh, Shari Torah eliminated with the loss to YDE there at 2-9. and nine. Other uh, teams clinching, uh, obviously Rambam had already clinched a playoff berth, DRS clinching a playoff berth with their win over YDE this past week. So in the East, we have three teams that have clinched playoff berths, and we have three teams that are eliminated. It's actually funny how the how the standings board looks right now. It may not be how it finishes, but right now, if you look at it, you have Mag and David at 10 wins, DRS at 10 wins, Rambam at nine wins. Then you have a whole pack of three up top. Then you have three teams in the middle of Hank, North Shore, and Hafter, all with six wins. So it's a nice bit of separation between the top three and the middle three. Now Hank can still technically jump into that top spot 
They're at 6-5 and five right now, but if they run the table and Rambam loses out, Hank would tie, I believe, tie with Rambam because they have, because Rambam beat them earlier in the year. Hank and Rambam face later on in the year. I'm going to give Adam Brick props for pointing that out. Um, so there's a possibility Hank can still jump into the top three and Rambam can fall out of it. But right now you have Megan David and DRS definitely in the top three, both fighting for the top two spots and the top spot. Rambam has right now the lower end of that in the three. Hank, North Shore, and Hafter right now in the driver's seat for the playoff spots. YDE right on the outside. Flatbush on life support. Share Torah, Solomon Schechter, and Derek Torah completely out of it. Just taking a look at the East standings. We'll just go through that completely. Mag and David at 10 and 0. DRS 10 and 2. Rambam 9 and 3. Hank at 6 and 5. North Shore and Hafter at 6 and 6. YDE at 5 and 6. Flatbush at 4 and 7. Shari Torah 2 and 9. Solomon Schechter 2 and 10. Derek Torah at 0 and 13. Uh, some of those teams in the middle of the pack will have games this week. Uh, that will help sort of parse things out. We know that Hank and North Shore, YDE, Flappish, Shari Torah, uh, not, well, Shari Torah is not really in the middle, but Shari Torah will be in action. But the other ones that mentioned, the Hanks, the YDEs, Flappish, and North Shores, will all be in action this week. So we may get a little bit of separation just after the new year. Looking over to the West, Frisch, commanding lead out at 11-0. I mean, it's not to say that they are... You know, that they've already clinched everything they need to. They have clinched the playoff berth already, but they're still not completely above everybody else. SAR at 7-1 and one, can still theoretically catch Frisch. Heschel is at 7-2. and two, Waterbury at 7-5. and five. So these, I mean, obviously Waterbury can't, but Frisch, while it's at 11-0, still hasn't completely clinched everything that they need to. Uh, another win or two will start giving them, well, that, all the cushion that they need. Waterbury, as I said, at 7-5, and five, uh, a 500 season at the worst for the newcomers into the Yeshiva League, which will likely carry with it a playoff berth. We will see how that works out for their last two games of the year. Uh, Ramaz at 6-4, and four, TABC and MTA tied at 5-6. and six. That'll be a huge battle between those two in the race for the last playoff spot. Kushner and JEC... Both technically still in contention for the last playoff spot, very much on live support, both of them at 3-7. And, and Hillel, already eliminated, rounding out the pack at 1-10. Looking at the week ahead, five games on the week, four of them this coming Tuesday night. Uh, of the games that are on the week ahead, only one on the west side, four on the east. Uh, that's going to be because right now the east is really just wrapping up their portion of it because they have finals and winter break coming up for the West. Like you'll see for every league that we go through, it's going to be because the West runs on a little bit of a different schedule. And a lot of these teams, as I said last week, like like SAR and Heschel and Kushner, they have a, they have their breaks. They have their breaks already and they'll be doing more games over the next couple of weeks. But on the week ahead, 
starting out with Tuesday night's games. Tuesday night's four set, uh, set of four games. Hank will be hosting YDE. Uh, so you have six and five Hank taking five and six YDE. If YDE can pull that off and both teams end up at six and six, we have a nice logjam right in the middle of the pack. And you'll have North Shore fighting to get above the 500 mark. North Shore and Flatbush doing battle in Flatbush Tuesday night as well. Also Tuesday night, uh, marquee matchup in the East, Rambam, Mag, and David. Rambam can put a little dent in Mag and David's run to the top and hopefully try to get themselves a little bit tighter with the pack, uh, can definitely secure themselves a top three finish with a win over Mag and David. Mag and David, with the win, can make it just all that much harder for DRS to get above them because they'll be at 11-0. and 0, And with three games left, DRS at 10-2, and 2, it'll have to mean a very perfect run for DRS and the flip side for Mag and David, which doesn't seem likely. So Rambam... DRS's last chance to really get Mag and David closer for a chance for DRS to take the top spot. Out West, TABC and MTA will do battle. The two teams that we just mentioned at 5 and 6 will do battle, and this will be a crucial game. The winner will have the advantage for the top, for the, sorry, for the final spot. I shouldn't say the final spot, but one of the spots in the Western Conference playoffs, the loser almost certainly can kiss their shot goodbye. Only other game on the week, Wednesday night, Solomon Schechter, Share Toro, both of these teams with two wins in the East, both of them pretty much out of it. Because it's the end of the year, and of course we want to revisit something that we haven't really touched on lately, we're going to go back to the na- to the last national top 25 for Jewish Hoops America, which actually was two weeks ago, December 18th. Uh, those will probably be updated as of this coming uh this coming Tuesday, uh, Valley Toro still at the top spot. The highest, uh, the highest Yeshiva League team, Mag and David at three, Frisch at four, DRS at five. Valley Toro and Milliken are the one and two. The next Yeshiva League teams, SAR at eight, Rambam jumping all the way up to ten, Heschel at twelve, TABC at fifteen, Hank at sixteen, North Shore at seventeen, YDE at nineteen. That rounds out the top twenty-five. Other schools getting votes, Ramaz, Waterbury, and Flatbush, and Hafter. So that's the Jewish Hoops America Top 25. I know we haven't been, um, you know, discussing it as much over the last few weeks. We will get back into it. It's just something that's we're, that we'll do for additional uh, as we get to it. It's just been so much over the last few weeks that time has not really allowed us just to take a look and to really parse it out. But now, you know, being the end of the year always great to give all the insight that we can possibly get for every one of these leagues. Moving over to boys JV basketball. Now boys JV basketball, nine games on the week, one happening today. Don't have the score for that just yet. That uh, game ended only about uh, two hours or so ago. Uh, that the MTA Hillel game. If we get the score at some point, we will update you on that. Taking a look at the rest of what happened, uh, games at the top of the West, Frisch and JEC, both teams came in undefeated. Frisch came in at 6-0. and JEC coming in at 4-0. and Only one team would leave undefeated. A two-point squeaker. Frisch, the 49-47 win to stay undefeated, up to 7-0 and now in the West. JEC would rebound with a 60 to 51 overtime win over rival Kushner for uh, for their fifth win of the year. A 
16-4 run in overtime for JEC after coming out 47-47. And Ethan Thurm, 16 points, 16 boards in the win. Hillel Glick scoring 6 of JEC's 16 in the overtime session. Two more games in the West on the week. You had Maor involved in both, taking losses. MTA taking a 41-36 win, and Hillel taking a 52-33 win. Those two teams, MTA and Hillel, met up today. Again, no score for them. Moving over to the East, four games on the week. Uh, three of them went to the visiting squads. Uh, in fact, if you take a look at all the games that we've talked about, of the eight games, the home team only won one game. That would be Mag and David's 77-40 win over Rombaum this past week, ending Rombaum's season, pushing Mag and David up to 4-2. and two. Other games on the week, Share Torah taking two on the week. First, a 53-36 win over YDE to put themselves up to 4-2. and two. And then last night, a 61-51 win over Hank. Joey Arazi with 19 in the win for the Stars. For Hank, it would be the second loss on the week, also taking a 63-54 loss to DRS this past Tuesday. Here is how the divisions look right now. Starting out with the East, Hafter at 8-1 and one has clinched a playoff game, has clinched the... Uh, number one spot as well. North Shore, 6-3. and three. Uh, They clinched with the Hank loss to DRS. They clinched a playoff game. Now looking to try to secure a, you know, a buy or a first-round home game. That will have to see how the rest of the division shakes out over the next week or two. DRS and Shari Tora now tied at 5-2. and two. YDE at 5-3. and three. Mag and David at 4-2. and two. Hank at 3-5. and five. Hard-pressed. To make the playoffs now, they will need to win out. Flapush at three and six is pretty much done. We'll see how uh, how they do in their last game. Uh, their last game will be uh, against North Shore this coming Tuesday night. Rambam and Ezra uh, also eliminated. Rambam one and nine. Ezra at zero and seven. Looking to the West, Frisch at seven and zero. TABC at six and zero, undefeated. Those teams getting together next Saturday night. Uh, we'll see whether or not they're both still undefeated at that point. TABC will take on MTA and JEC in the meanwhile. Frisch, we know, will be there undefeated. Uh, JEC at 5-1, and one, SAR at 5-2, and two, Ramaz at 4-4, four and four, MTA 3-2 three pending today's game with Hillel, Heschel 3-3, three three, Hillel 3-3 three three pending today's game with MTA, Kushner 2-6, Westchester at 0-7, Maor at 0-9. Looking at the week ahead, Tuesday, five games, Hank hosting YDE and Flappish hosting North Shore, Hafter hosting Mag and David, Ezra hosting DRS. TABC will host MTA as well. Wednesday night, JEC will get TABC. Thursday, Heschel will host MTA. And Saturday night, the Route 4 rivalry, JV style, Frisch and TABC. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. We are taking you through the final week of 2017 in the Yeshiva League. Moving over to girls sports. We're going to start out in girls varsity B. Uh, we've told you over the last couple of weeks, Breweria really dominating girls varsity B. That trend would continue this week. Breweria topping Shalhev at 49-18 to for Breweria's eighth win of the year. So Breweria jumps out to 8-0 and on the season. 
And right now, Bruria with a commanding lead over the rest of the pack. Mag and David jumping up to 6-2 and two with their win over Shalamis, 58-18. So both teams uh, falling by 18. Shall have it in Shalamis. For Shall have it, the loss drops them to 4-4. Four and four. For Shalamis, drops them to 1-6. and six. Uh, Ilan and Shari Torah played, or we assume they played this past week. Uh, we do not have a score for that game. But the way the standings look right now. You have Brewery at 8-0, Mag and David at 6-2, Shalhevet and SKA, both with four wins. Shalhevet at 4-4, four four. SKA at 4-3, Ilan uh, at 3-3, three three, presumably. Um, I'm, if they did play, I'm going to presume, given the stretch of things, that Ilan took that win. So you can assume that if they played, it's going to be Ilan at 4-3, although Shari Torah could surprise uh, just the way that Things have gone this year, not exactly what we would anticipate. Uh, so a big battle in the middle of the pack. Three teams fighting for playoff spots. Given how far out Bruria and Mag and David are, it is safe to say that those two will likely uh, make their way into the playoffs. Bruria can clinch a playoff berth with a win or by losses by SKA and Elon this coming week. Um, but Mag and David will also be close. Shall have it, SK and Elon. I think it's safe to assume one of those teams, one of those three teams, will not be making the playoffs. So it's going to be a very interesting race down the back stretch this coming week. Four games. Tuesday night, we'll have Elon hosting Shalamis. Wednesday night, a slate of three games. SKA hosting Shalhevet in a battle of the two of two of the three, we assume, four-win teams. Bruria and Shari Torah. So Bruria, with a win over Shari Torah, can put themselves at 9-0. and And in command of the... Uh, of the I, they're already in command of the division, but can put them one game away from clinching the top spot in girls' varsity B. Final game, Shalamis and Mag and David. Mag and David looking to at least keep pace. A win would give them a very good chance at clinching a playoff berth soon. Uh, if Shalhevet loses, Mag and David wins. Uh, they'll both be, well, Mag and David will be at seven and wins. Shalhevet can get at most seven wins. So it'll be very, very close right there. Taking a move over to Girls Varsity A. Girls Varsity A was really about uh, two teams this past week. Those were the Hafter Hawks and the Frisch Cougars. And the Hafter Hawks, we said coming into this week, a solid week. Hafter, after winning two games last week, could control its own destiny after getting itself uh, uh, you know, at four and two. Uh, not a great week for the Hawks, dropping both games this past week, uh, the third and fourth of their massive seven-game stretch, after taking a three-point loss to Central, 39-36, to and then getting drubbed by Flatbush, 34-25. to So Hafter, which came into the week at 4-2, and two, exits the week at 4-4, and four, and, and now sit tied for fifth in the bottom of the East. Um, that is not counting the game that they played in Hillel today. We do not have a score for that. We will update that next week. But that just gets thrown even more into the mix, because you have the game at uh, Hillel today. You have them playing Central again tomorrow. And then you have them playing in North Shore on Wednesday night. So a very crucial stretch for Hafter now, which could either find itself at 7-4 and four and really in playoff contention, or at the worst 4-7 and seven, and everything just sort of falling out of control for Hafter. Uh, looking at the West, 
we said that it was about Frisch, because Frisch was involved in two games. Frisch starting out the week with a win over Mayanote by the score of 41-33. to the, the win put Frisch in great position to battle for the two-seed before last night, where Frisch upended by Bruria 56-50. Bruria avenging their 14-point loss to Frisch uh, two months ago. Upping their record now to five and three, one win behind Frisch. Bruria, uh, a four-game win streak now, I believe, up to five and three. Frisch at six and three. Bruria now taking control of their situation. See if they can pull ahead of Frisch and into contention with Mayanote for what could be a playoff home game. Taking a look at the standings out in the east. We'll start Ramaz and Central at the top at 6-3. and three. Central's win over Hafter put it back into a tie with Ramaz for the top spot. North Shore and Flatbush at 5-4. and four. Flatbush's win over Hafter put it back there. And Hafter and Hank at 4-4. Four and four. Solomon Schechter done with their season. Over in the west, SAR commanding 7-0. and oh. Three games ahead in the loss column to, my, to everybody, really. Mayanote, Frisch, and Bruria. So SIR really running away with it now. Mayanote at seven and three, Frisch at six and three, Bruria at five and three, Hillel at three and four, Heschel at three and six, and Kushner at one and nine has been eliminated from playoff contention. Looking at the week ahead, we talked about the Hillel Hafter game today. Talked about the Hafter Central game on Tuesday, the SAR Hillel game this coming Tuesday night as well. Frisch and Flatbush will play on Tuesday also. Wednesday night, we talked about North Shore Hafter. Heschel and Kushner will also do battle with the bottom of the West. And Thursday night, we'll have two games. Hank hosting North Shore in a crucial game for both teams in the race for the division, or at least a playoff spot in the division. SAR and Bruria will also do battle on Thursday. Bruria really looking to stake their claim as a playoff team in the West. And Saturday night, they'll get the chance to do that against Hank. So crucial wink for Hank as well. Hank having two games that they really need to win if they really want to stay in the fight for a playoff spot. Moving over to girls' JV basketball now. Not very many games on the past week. In fact, there were only three two of them involving the Hafter Hawks. Hafter taking two wins on the past week, defeating Flatbush 41-13 and then defeating Hank this morning. The wins put Hafter into a first place uh, with the tie over North Shore for the time being. Hafter and North Shore both at 7-1. and one. Those two teams will meet Wednesday night. For Hafter, a win on Wednesday night will mean clinching the top seed. Hafter will then be at 8-1. and one. North Shore at 7-2 and two can best get eight wins, but Hafter will will have the two wins over North Shore. So the two so the two playing this Wednesday night, big for girls JV basketball. It, well, I mean, they've both clinched playoff berths, North Shore and Hafter. Uh, Central and Flatbush are pretty much out. Hank and Ramaz, the only two teams fighting for a playoff spot now in all of girls JV, as in the West, you know, Frisch, SAR, and Maya Note are already in. Bruria and Westchester are out. We'll get to the, the West in just a second. But Hank... Now at three and four, Ramaz at two and six. Hank, though, has their destiny in their own hands. They can clinch a playoff berth with two wins this week. They play North Shore on Thursday, and then they play Frisch on Saturday night. But both teams in the hunt for their division, so not going to be easy. So Hank, at the end of the week, could potentially find themselves anywhere from five and four to three and six. If they find themselves at three and six, it's going to be a little more interesting down the back stretch because they will still have to play Ramaz 
and that will likely be for the final playoff spot. That would be the last game of the regular season. Looking over at the West this past week, Frisch taking a big win over Mayano, 39-35, so that pushes Mayano down to 5-3 and and completely takes them out of the race for the top spot in the division. They can still potentially uh, reach SAR. It's going to be an uphill battle. They're going to have to win out and hope that SAR drops several games. But Frisch, right now at 8-0, pretty much has it in their control. Their, their, only, uh, their only competition is going to be SAR right now. And so that will, rem- uh, it will, rem- it will you know, that remains to be seen. They can clinch the number one seed with a win and an SAR loss. Maya Note, though, now just fighting for a two or three seed. They will be one of those as they, as they, Frisch, and SAR have clinched playoff berths already. Taking a look at the week ahead, North Shore and Hafter will play on Wednesday night, as will Flatbush crossing over to Westchester. The two last-place teams will face each other. Thursday night, we'll see SAR and Breweria doing battle. It'll also have Hank and North Shore, and Saturday night, we'll have Frisch hosting Hank. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, taking you through, once again, the final week of 2017 in the Yeshiva League Sports, moving over to hockey. And we're going to start out with JV Hockey this week. JV Hockey. Some really interesting matchups this past week. Um, you know when DRS and TABC get together. It's always an interesting time. DRS and TABC going all the way back in JV Hockey over the last couple couple of years uh, within the big stretch of six TABC JV victories, uh, JV championships, DRS was in most of those contests. And there is, it's an extremely amazing rivalry. It's a shame that they only get that they don't always get to face. I mean, they, they faced last year. Uh, uh, at the end of the year, they had uh, TABC and DRS went to went to uh, a tough battle. DRS losing three to two in TABC. Um, two teams that really don't get to battle much anymore. They wanted to. You know, they were hoping DRS was hoping to make it to the finals last year to meet up with TABC, falling to Frisch. Frisch went on to face TABC, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes because that happened also. Uh, but this one, um, always an extremely good time and usually a close game. So it was very interesting to see the results of this. This would actually be the last cross game of the year. I'll get to that in just a second. TABC and DRS meeting up last Sunday. Uh, TABC would get on the uh, board first. Bing Levy putting the visitors on the board with a heads-up stuff in on a loose ball in front of the DRS net midway through the first period. TABC taking a 1-0 lead. Second period, DRS on the power play, looking for the equalizer, but things would not go as planned. Boruch Karpov would pick up the ball on the kill and rocket one from midcourt to gain separation for a 2-0 TABC advantage. DRS would try to rally, but Charles Gibber would be up to the challenge, posting yet another shutout. Karpov would add another goal in the third for the final 3-0 tally, handling, uh, handing DRS its second loss, both in the cross games. Like I said a couple of seconds ago, that uh, cross that game, the last cross game of the year, cross games, not a, not exactly a specialty for the East over the past few years, and this year, not really an exception. Taking a look at uh, at the <laughs> the results for cross games this year, the East 
only taking two wins in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Of the 14 cross games, the East only won two of them. Those two, Rambam and Hafter taking wins over winless Ramaz. So the East really getting uh, their backsides kicked by the West this year, as it usually is, whether or not it's just because of the matchups, whether or not it's because of how deep the West runs. This uh, this just it has it doesn't normally work out for the East, and this year no exception. The West going 12 and two in cross games, and uh, this one, this last one, one of the bigger ones because of the implications. DRS, like I said, taking its second loss on the year. We'll get to what that means for DRS now um, in just a few moments, but uh, first we have other West action to get to. Um, TABC would then move on to play the Frisch Cougars. Now, taking you back to last year, everybody remembers the championship game. Everybody remembers the games they played last year, starting out with the TABC victory early on in the year. The two teams tied midway through the year, 2-2. Two to two. And then the championship game, a grinding contest, 2 nothing Frisch win. Elliot Eisner, J.J. Corin scoring the goals. Um, Isaac Markovich with the shutout. Markovich now on the varsity squad. So the question is, would Evan Solomon be up to the task this year? So far, both teams this year, extremely up to the task. If you fast forward to this year, the two teams have proven themselves to be the most dominating groups in the league. Both have received dominating performances in that. Evan Solomon uh, and Frisch seeding only two goals this year, while Charles Gibber and TABC only allowing one. Frisch has overpowered their enemies on the offensive end, outscoring opponents 44-2 in their first six games. And for TABC, dominance has been more on the back end with a margin of 25-1 to coming into the game. Both teams beaten DRS. Both came in at 6-0. and For one of these two teams, these stats would be meaningless as the only part that would matter is who would walk away with the two important points in the first of two meetings between these two. These two will face again later on in the year. And uh, this was an extremely awesome setup for it. A very defensive grind, just as we knew it would happen. You figure with the uh, teams like these, it would come down to one goal, and it did. 4.30 into the second period, Elliot Eisner takes a shot from the line that rebounds off the back wall behind Charles Gibber right to Ari Barouche in front of the net, who slams it home for the one nothing Frisch lead. The goal would be the eventual game winner, as a normally productive TABC offense was held in check. Evan Solomon, another shutout for Frisch. Frisch taking the one nothing lead, taking the two points, and command in the West. Frisch still undefeated at 7-0. TABC dropping to 6-1. Now falling into that pack of three teams with one loss. Uh, in that pack, you have TABC at 6-1, Kushner at 5-1, and, and you have JEC at 5-1. JEC reaching the five-win mark after a 6-1 win over MTA. Four goals for David Rosazada in the win for the Thunder. Uh, we'll get to the Western standings in just a moment, looking back at the East and the impact of DRS's loss to TABC. Uh, Mag and David would end up playing YDE, end up beating YDE 5-4 in overtime. That game was especially important for DRS, as well as it was for North Shore. We'll get to in just a second. 
uh, Mag and David's win uh, would momentarily put DRS down into fifth place in the East behind Rambam, Hafter, North Shore, and Mag and David. DRS would uh, um, rebound, beating YDE last night 10 nothing, and jump themselves back into third place. Um, so Mag and David's win over YDE puts Mag and David a step closer. Uh, They can clinch a playoff berth now with a win over YDE this week for North Shore. Uh, North Shore could have hoped for an upset by YDE, and it looks like they got extremely close. But right now, Mag and David in control of its own destiny. If Mag and David wins this week, then it will eliminate North Shore from playoff contention. Uh, If Mag and David were to lose this week, Norshaw would have an opportunity on the back end of the season against Flatbush uh, to actually make the playoffs. The question is whether or not they will be able to do it without without Charles Gresses, um, who we believe will be moving up to varsity for the varsity's uh, last few games of the year, looking to make a playoff push with that team. Um, so again, a lot riding on what happened this past Sunday between Mag and David and YDE, uh, but that remains to be seen. A lot of playoff implications for the East. Uh, Rambam clinched a playoff berth this past week. They can clinch at least a first-round home game with a win over Flatbush this coming week. You know, let's run through the standings and we'll see more of why that is. We'll start out in the West, taking a look at the West. You have Frisch at 7-0, 14 points. TABC at 6-1 with 12 points. Kushner, 5-1-0-1, 11 points. You have JEC and SAR tied. JEC at 5-1, SAR at 5-3. Then you have MTA. MTA finishing out their season with 8 points. 3-5-1-1, a promising start falling by the wayside. Ramaz at 0-9. One more game for the Ramaz Rams this uh, this coming season. Uh, and their season will be over. So five teams still in contention for four spots in the West. That is going to heat up over the next couple of weeks as the West only really heats up. You'll have SAR and JEC. You'll have Kushner and JEC. You'll have all those games coming up over the next few weeks. Looking out to the East where every team either has a clinching scenario or has clinched or has been eliminated. Rambam, 6-0-1, 13 points. Like I said, can clinch at least a first-round home game with a win over Flatbush. Uh, that is because Hafter at 5-2 and two with 10 points. DRS at 4-2-1 and one with 9 points. Those two teams are facing this week. Someone is going to lose points. Rambam just needs to get above the 15-point mark in order to, uh, in order to clinch that uh, first-round home game. If Rambam wins, they'll be at 15, and then... Hafter or DRS is going to be lo- are going to be losing points. Hafter can get at most 16. So if they lose, they'll be down to at f- uh, most 14. If DRS loses, they'll be down to at most 13. So Rambam with the win, putting themselves up to 15 points, now putting themselves in solid position. The DRS loss to TABC means that control of the East goes to the Rambam Ravens. Rambam has two games left. Rambam will be facing uh, Flatbush. This coming Tuesday night, they'll be facing Hank after the break. Uh, so if Rambam can get past Flatbush, it looks very much like they will take those two games. The game against Hafter, the last game of the season, will be meaningless as Rambam will have likely wrapped up the Eastern Conference at that point. As I said, Hafter and DRS behind them. Then you have a group of teams 
all fighting. You have North Shore at four and five, Mag and David at four and five, and Flatbush at two and five. North Shore and Mag and David with eight points, Flatbush with four points. Hank and YDE both eliminated. Hank at one and eight, YDE at o eight o and one. Now, as I said, North Shore and Mag and David uh, doing battle, um, really tied neck and neck. I explained what the potential ramifications are. Again, Mag and David can wrap up a playoff berth with a win over YDE this week and eliminate North Shore in the same shot and eliminate Flatbush as well. They can be eliminated with a loss to Rambam or a Mag and David win and a DRS win. Right now, that threshold for for playoffs is 10 points. Your team gets 10 points. You are in the playoffs in the East. Looking at the games this week, as I said, Rambam and Flatbush battling on Tuesday night. Also battling Tuesday night, DRS and Hafter. The winner clinches a playoff berth. The loser will still need help unless DRS wins in overtime. Hafter will gain the one point they need to clinch. They will have gotten that point, and they will be perfectly fine. Um, for Mag and David and YDE, they will play Thursday night. Another game, uh, well, sorry, missed a Tuesday night game. JEC and TABC will play this coming Tuesday night. So two of those one-loss teams doing battle. The winner will have an obvious advantage and a leg up in the race for a playoff spot. Uh, JEC needing this a little bit more than TABC because of the games that they have left. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that matchup. Um, last, uh, well, there are two more games on the week, both of them involving Kushner. Kushner will be taking on Frisch this coming Thursday night. So Kushner trying to push itself into position for one of the top two, top three spots, uh, at the very least looking to give themselves points for the playoffs. And the rumor is that they will be playing their, uh, they'll be making up their game against JEC this coming Saturday night. Uh, we'll have more information on that as the week goes ahead. So if that's the case, and that'll be an important game for both teams, as both teams, again, looking to gain every point they can for a playoff spot. Kushner taking that earlier uh, game between the two in JEC. Taking a look at the uh, rankings in um, in boys JV. Obviously it changed the top. Frisch jumping over TABC into the top spot. TABC dropping to two. DRS staying at three. Hafter, Kushner, Rambam, SAR, JEC, MTA, Mag and David, Flatbush, North Shore, Ramaz, Hank, and YDE all staying three through 15. We're going to finish off our show by moving over to Varsity Hockey now. Varsity Hockey, several games, including the top members of the East and the West. Starting out in the West, TABC and MTA both fighting for their share of the bi-pi, as we call it, at the top of the Western Conference. Two teams would meet up this past Monday, TABC and MTA in TABC. The Storm opened up the scoring with Ephraim Tiger netting a goal on the power play. MTA would prove their medal, holding the Storm to one goal through two periods. And Daniel Landa would tie the game up late in the second for the Lions. In the third, though, it was all storm. Akiva Hain scored twice in the period, and the game winner coming just over a minute into the period as TABC earned some separation in the loss column over the Lions with the 3-1 win. 
Both teams came into that game with seven wins. TABC would walk out of there with win number eight. MTA would get win number eight a little later on the week with a 4-3 overtime win over Kushner. Gabe Isaacs with two goals, including the game winner in overtime. So Kushner uh, proving their medal as well, dro- uh, dropping a game, but a game that uh, that they got a point off of that they that they may not have expected to, upping themselves to nine points in the race for the final two playoff spots. They are now up to nine points, four, five, oh, and one. TABC, however, would not be done this afternoon. They would take on the Frisch Cougars in their version of the Route 4 rivalry. Uh, we know the uh, the score between the teams for the last few years. Last year, semifinals, uh, Frisch beating TABC 2-1 to out in Frisch after TABC did not really expect to be there. But uh, this team looking for a little bit of revenge early in the second. TABC with a 4-on-2 power play. Akiva Haynes scoring his third goal in two games with a backhander from in front to give the Storm a 1-0 lead. The Storm would strike again before the period was out. Three-on-three play. Hain this time with the assist, setting up Ezra Rotblatt from the line for the beautiful top-shelf goal to make it 2-0 Storm. In the third, turnabout would be fair play. Frisch with a four-on-two power play. Charlie Bendheim would put home the ball from in front to cut the deficit to two-to-one. That would be as close as it would get. TABC taking the 2-1 victory, putting themselves up to 9-1 and one on the year. Frisch falling to 6-3-1. and one. Uh, So Frisch now uh, going to be fighting for its life in terms of the uh, well, I mean, getting to the bye is going to be a bit difficult for them. They can only get 21 points on the year. SAR has got 19, TABC 18, MTA 16. So Frisch uh, with 13 points, really in a bit of a rut. The other game in the West that happened, JEC and Hillel, JEC upping themselves up to 8 points at 4-5 and five with a 5-2 win over Hillel. Taking a look at how the West sets up now, uh, as, as I said, SAR at the top with 19 points. Heading into the week, uh, SAR only needed a loss by either Kushner, JEC, or Hillel to clinch a uh, to clinch at the uh, to clinch a playoff game, uh, playoff berth. And JEC and Hillel played each other, so that was pretty much automatic. Automatic, and they clinched at least a first round home game with losses by Kushner and Hillel. They needed both, and they happened to get both on the same night with that JEC beating Hillel and MTA beating Kushner. So the way the West stacks up, SAR at 19 points, TABC at 18 points, MTA at 16, Frisch at 13, Kushner at 9, JEC at 8, Hillel at 6, Ramaz at 4, at two with uh, Hillel with a 3-5 and five record, Ramaz with a 2-7 and seven record, Westchester with an 0-9 record. Nobody out of it yet, but this week there can be a couple of eliminations. In the East, three games on the week. None of them really close. YDE taking a 6-1 win over Shari Torah. DRS uh, stamping there. Um, their playoff hopes or their playoff berth with a 4 nothing win over Rambam. Avi Greenberg, Zacharia Marks, Jake Weinstock, and Daniel Sofer scoring goals in the win. And also a 9 nothing win by the Wildcats over YDE. So DRS pushing their record out to 9 1 and 1, 19 points. Hafter and Rambam both have clinched playoff berths as well. They have 16 points. Hafter's at 8 and 1. Rambam at 8 and 4. Losers of three of their 
last four games. North Shore, 7-5, and five, and Solomon Schechter, 6-4-2. and two. They have 14 points. They can clinch playoff berths with a Flatbush win and YDE loss or tie this week. Hank behind everybody at 6-4. and four. Their game with Flatbush that could have put them into the playoffs this week was postponed. They're at 12 points. YDE is at 4-8. and eight. They can be eliminated with a loss and a Hank win this week. And Flatbush at 3-6-0-1 oh, can be eliminated with uh, well a loss uh, at any point. They play Mag and David on Tuesday night. Mag and David at 3-10 and 10 will finish out their season. And Shari Torah at 0-13. Oh, they will finish out their season next week. Taking a look at the week ahead, the two games that were postponed this week, Hank Flatbush and Hill MTA, will give you a heads up as to when they're uh, rescheduled to. Tuesday night, we'll see JEC and Frisch do battle. Also have Flatbush and Mag and David and Hafter and DRS. At Hafter and DRS, the game can be big if DRS takes that win. DRS will clinch, at the very least, a first-round bye. Kushner and Westchester will meet up on Wednesday, as will Hank and TABC in a cross battle. Uh, we'll give you a little more heads up on what the cross battles are, you know, at the end of next week, because we have two this week. Uh, YDE and Hafter will also play on Wednesday night. YDE looking to survive, Hafter looking to keep pace in the race for the other buy slot. Ramaz and Hillel will play Thursday, as well as Saturday night. Those key games for both. Uh, assuming one team can take four points off of the other, it will pretty much cripple the other's playoff hopes. If they each take two from each other, it may end up crippling both. And the final game on the week, although we may have uh, a, we may, we'll figure it out uh, as to whether or not uh, Kushner and JEC will play either next week or possibly during the week uh, that uh, I've, just checked. It'll probably be during the week, especially with the, uh, you know, including for the JV, not at the end of next week, but during the week after. Uh, Hafter and Frisch will play this coming Sunday, the 7th. In uh, I don't believe that's the final cross game. Let me check that up, see if there's any other cross games that still have yet to be played in varsity. Um... No, that, uh, yeah, sorry, Westchester still has to play their two cross games. But, um, yeah, so Frisch this week, TABC and Hank, Frisch and Hafter, and then we'll have two remaining cross games left for the uh, Varsity Hockey League. Taking a look at the varsity rankings for this week, no movement whatsoever. Everything staying as it was last week. SAR, DRS, TABC, Frisch, and Hafter in the top five. MTA, Rombaum, Hank, Kushner, JEC, Ramaz, North Shore, Solomon Schechter, YDE, Mag and David, Flatbush, Hillel, Shari Torah, and Westchester rounding out your varsity rankings. Just one last little factoid before we leave varsity hockey. If you uh, were to take a look at the standings right now, it's sort of separated by... Uh, by community lines in the East, you have the top three from the five towns. You have DRS, Hafter, and Rombaum. You have the next three from the uh, north and east um, Nassau County. You've got North Shore, Solomon, Schechter, and Hank. And the last four, you have you have Brooklyn. You have YDE, Flappish, Mag and David, Shari Torah. That could stay the same for the rest of the season, but I just felt it was something interesting to point out. And I just want to correct something that I just said. Rombaum actually losers of two of their last three, not three of their last four. Also, the Hill MTA game, we've finally gotten a result uh, that will be updated next week. Hillel taking a win over MTA in JV basketball today.
Well, that about does it for our show. Thank you once again to everybody for listening, and thank you so much for making 2017 as amazing as it was. I know I had a great year. I know that all these kids and all the teams have had a great 2017. We now, in a few hours, turn the calendar page to 2018. Looking forward to the 2018 playoffs. That will start very, very soon. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the court report in our archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jame the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m., live on the app or at NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on Jame in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning Jame in the AM sports update. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and our new Instagram, get to us, connect to us. I'm Elliot Weiselberg, reminding you once again, it's good to be smart, but better to be wise. Happy New Year, everyone. See you in 2018.